With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Uh, welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, fully assembled. Mr. Bronco is back. Fritzy is in the house. I was in hiding after that 70-20 debacle. Uh, I'll give you the microphone here. You have the stage. If you'd like to say anything about your Broncos and their performance against the Miami Dolphins. It's humiliating, embarrassing. All that'll be enough there. There's nothing else to say. There really isn't. Yeah. You lost by 50. Doesn't happen very often, but you lost by 50. Giving up a lot of points first three games. Yeah. You can't put all of this on Russell Wilson, by the way. If you look at his numbers, just his numbers, he hasn't played bad. Um, the team just hasn't played well. And as a result, you're 0-3, uh, you're and you just lost by 50. Okay, who is favored in the Bears game? I think the Broncos are favored. So they just, they're coming off a loss by 50. And are they favored against the Bears next weekend, Paulie? Yeah, Denver's given <laughs> three and a half to the sad Bears. You lost by 50 and you're favored the following week. <sighs> that just does not compute at all. No. <laughs> Once again, as I said yesterday, the NFL was drunk over the weekend. It just was. There was stuff that happened. You went, well, what? What is going on here? Yes, Pauline. I am curious, Dan. What was Fritzy like on Sunday during the debacle mm. with the uh, Broncos wearing his pajamas, his horse head? But you were on the road. You were visiting oh, your daughter. I was. I was watching Forest. bits and pieces before getting on the plane. So thankfully, I didn't watch any of that start to finish, that disaster. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats. Not this show. We're talking about Panini trading cards, the official trading cards of the program. Autograph cards, instant classics, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now. PaniniAmerica.net. All right. Uh, Dodger manager Dave Roberts a little bit later on in the program. Bengals hold off the Rams. Joe Burrow got the start. More importantly, he was able to finish six sacks for the Bengals' defense, a couple of interceptions as well. The Eagles, it's all about your offensive line and your defensive line, and they have the best combination, I think, in football. They run for over 200 yards, and uh, they put away the Buccaneers, previously undefeated. Chargers lose wide receiver Mike Williams out for the season. Jimmy Garoppolo in concussion protocol. So those are the uh, headlines. Going back to what we saw with uh, the Eagles last night, you know, having that offensive line, defensive line is so important. Even go back to what Oregon did against Colorado. They had seven sacks on uh, Shador Sanders. They ran for over uh, 240 yards. The Eagles then last night, you run for over 200 yards. You limit Tampa to just 41 yards rushing. They put pressure on Baker Mayfield. His QBR was 34.5. We can talk about skill position players, and yes, they're going to make the headlines, they're going to make the uh, big money, but you win and lose 
because of your offensive and defensive lines. If you said the Jets had a decent offensive line, you know, then maybe you know we're looking at a different Zach Wilson there. And I'm not going to put everything on Zach Wilson. And I watched pretty much that entire game. Zach Wilson at times doesn't pull the trigger when he needs to. Sometimes you have to anticipate. You saw that with Joe Burrow last night with Jamar Chase, anticipating where you're going to be, and then you throw the ball. Jamar Chase hadn't even turned, and Joe Burrow had already delivered the ball. It was in the air. Zach Wilson needs to understand that. But keep in mind, he was going to be the guy who was going to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years. He was going to be the guy in waiting. He was going to learn from the master. Then all of a sudden, after you know two, three games, get him out of there. We got to bring in Nick Foles. We got to bring in a backup quarterback. Well, look at the backup. Do you guys know who the backup quarterback is with the Jets? Tim Boyle? Tim Boyle. You know why Tim Boyle is there? He's non-threatening? And he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. Oh. <laughs> okay. Timmy. Timmy B? Yes. Look at his stats. Look at his stats in college. Look at his stats in the pros. He should not be the backup quarterback for the Jets. You should have somebody who can actually play, somebody who has experience there. Dang. Yeah, yeah, you're looking Dang. at Tim Boyle's stats? Go ahead. Give me a couple of numbers. His in career NFL stats? You can do college, He's too. 0 for 3 as a starter in four years. He's got three touchdowns and eight picks. Okay. Go back to college. He Meanwhile, played. Mike White with the Dolphins. Yeah. He got paid, though. Yeah. But being friends with, you know, friends with benefits, that's what uh, you have with Tim Boyle and Aaron Rodgers. So they don't have a backup quarterback there. They have somebody who is great in the quarterback room, I'm going to guess. Rodgers likes him, probably have a great relationship there. You need a quarterback who can help. You need somebody who can play if you need to. But I was watching, you know, a lot of the analysts talking about Zach Wilson. Do I think he's a starter in the league? I don't. Not right now. Um once again, I've always thought it was like uh, Zach Efron when he was cast in the uh, <laughs> the movie where he plays basketball. What's the high school musical? Hi, oh, okay. Yeah, so it feels that way. It's a high school musical starring Zach Wilson. They kind of had to keep him there because they're in the middle of this contract yeah. as well, right? right. Yeah. And financially, they, they couldn't keep him and Mike White. Yeah, I didn't know if they were going to do it Trey Lance and just say, you know what, this ain't working out. But if we see more of what we've seen so far, then that probably is going to happen. Yeah, Paul. But if you're the Jets, you have a long season ahead of you. You know Rodgers is done. you got to know in practice that, that Wilson's not doing much. Why not sign Nick Foles September 10th or 11th? And then he has three... Yeah, but Nick Foles can't escape pressure. No, but my guess is he'd make better decisions and safer decisions. I think you have to have somebody who can run. Because you have to run. That's the same a, bolt. You have to. You have to have somebody who has the ability to run. And Zach Wilson, they want him to learn, stay in the pocket, but that's not a good offensive line. Start there, and, and you can't take away Aaron Rodgers and then tell me that the entire team falls apart. I I think there's part of Aaron Rodgers thinking when he watches that offensive line of wow, you know what. If I didn't get hurt, I probably was going to get hurt. It's not a good offensive line. What's the deal with the, the defense? Does that have anything to do with Zach Wilson? Now, he might not put up a lot of points, and the defense can say, look, we held New England to 15 points. Okay, but you might have to be dominating. If you want to be compared to one of the great defenses of all time, you want to be the Bears or the old Steelers or the Ravens, okay, then you're going to have to shut down people. Because that offensive line is not good. And I think that's what needs to be mentioned with Zach Wilson's performance. I got Garrett Wilson. I got two running backs. Can Dalvin Cook still run? Brees Hall? So the offensive line, you saw that last night with the Eagles. It doesn't matter who they put back there. DeAndre Swift they got for nothing. A fourth-round pick, I think, from the Lions. I mean... They're just, they're, they're getting the right people. They took a chance on Jalen Carter with the defensive line. Look at the Niners, offensive, defensive line. The Cowboys don't have three starters on their offensive line. They didn't look good against the Cardinals. 
Not the only reason why they lost, but you have to have that protection there. And you have to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. Plain and simple. We go back, it's as old as time. Can you block? Can you tackle? Can you put pressure on the quarterback? And here we are talking about running the football. (laughs) We don't need running backs that we pay a lot of money to, but we do need running backs. And I'd rather spend the money on my offensive linemen. Absolutely. But the Eagles, you saw that. It's balanced. They didn't play great, but they haven't played great so far this season. But here they are, 3-0. and You're not going to run on them, and you're not stopping their run. And, you know, you have that formation where you have Jalen Hurts lining up short yardage situation. You know, the uh, tush-push. Cousin to the uh, the Bush push. Oh, yeah. I think. Old school. Yeah. The Tush push. My wife heard that. And she goes, huh? I said, yeah. What are you watching? Yes. <laughs> I'm watching the Eagles game against Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, poll question, Seton. What are we going to uh, go with first hour today? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, we could go with one about the toddler that we've been holding since yesterday. Um, Fritzy listens to the show more when he is in studio (laughs) or at home. Wow. Wow. That's very good. Fritzy listens to the the show more when he is in studio or at home. I have my vote. Uh, I may have to vote at home myself for that. Yeah, I I know my vote. During the show yesterday, I must have got a dozen nice notes from Fritzy. Here's a thing to look at. Here's a a poll. Yeah, I got poll questions here. I got thoughts. Okay, anything else? Uh, you know what? Actually, the toddler, because he was out yesterday, uh, well, and Friday, I guess, um, he submitted a bunch of poll questions. Todd, you want to? Oh, okay. All right. Now that Joe Namath has spoken out no, against No, wait a minute. Let me, let me play Joe Namath. Let's do that. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and that's how you set it up there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe he should go back home. Yeah, you got to set it up, Todd. <laughs> Joe Namath said some derogatory things about See, Zach he's Wilson using the poll question to set up the clip. It's actually expertly Thank done. You. Thank okay. you, Stephen. All right. Well done, Todd. Joe Namath, Hall of Famer. He's seen enough of Zach Wilson. And you brought up the coaching. How can a coach make things better for Zach? How can a coach say the locker room's together? How many teams have we been on? Are you telling me there aren't some cats on the defensive side saying, whoa, man, what's wrong with you? Yeah, there's not all harmony in the locker room. And if there is, they need to get rid of the people. You got to get people in there that are competitors and want to fight to win. What would you, if you, if somebody handed you Zach Wilson and said, okay, Joe, make him better, what would you do? Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes. Maybe he'd learn something. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. All right? I've seen enough. Has quick feet, can throw a little bit, but I don't believe what's going on up there. Okay. Well, he was supposed to be learning from Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers got hurt. Sending him to Kansas City to learn under Patrick Mahomes, basically the same thing in New York. It's not all on Zach Wilson. Do I think he was worthy of the number two overall pick? No, and I said it at the time. He hadn't played against anybody. And he did the roll left, throw back right, uh, 60 yards, uh, and Uh everybody's in shorts. Uh Oh, my God, did you see that throw? That's not the throw. How many times are you going to do that in a game? I want to see what you do. There was a stat last night with Joe Burrow. They basically said, because of his injury, everything is going to be 10 yards or less. You're not going to be going back and planting, uh, you know, on that uh, tender calf. Get the ball out. That's what they did with him. Well, do that with Zach Wilson. First of all, you have to because the offensive line isn't good. Here is uh, Joe Burrow on his calf injury. I feel good. We we didn't have any any setbacks today, uh, but still still day to day, you know it. I've learned through this process that it can, and you can have one at any time. So um, it was good to, to get through this one. That means it'll be stronger for this week. Um, so hopefully I can have a full week of practice to, to prepare for next week. All right. I'm on record as saying I would have sat him down. I would have him down because they have the Titans, the Cardinals, and Seattle. Then they have a bye week. I would have sat him down, uh, you know, hope for the best. Maybe you squeeze out two wins out of those three. But I don't want to have Joe Burrow for week three and not have him for the rest of the season. 
because the calf injury can lead to an Achilles injury. And it might not go away. It might be there all season long for him. And he's got to manage it. You can see where he was not going to, you know, pull down the ball and run. They're limited. And uh, they're lucky to... That defense was wonderful for the Bengals. They put pressure on Stafford all night long, a couple interceptions, but they squeaked by at home. That concerns me. I would not have him play. Now, I would consult the team doctor and say, let's say we rest him for a month. Give me the best case, worst case scenario. Now, if they said it's not going to improve dramatically, it's not going to get much worse. He's going to have to play through this. Now, if you say that, then I go, okay, now I have to look at the risk and the reward. I would sit down Joe Burrow. I wouldn't have had him play last night. He means that much to you. Just sign the contract. Your, your season is not over because I'm looking now – I mean, but I did say this about the Ravens and the Steelers and the Browns. They're all going to be competitive. I mean, 10 wins might win that division. And maybe you're you know, going to have to be a wild card team at best. But I, I would sit him down just because I'd rather have him not be there for the first six games, seven games. But I have him for the last 10 and I have him playing great or being healthy. Yes, Eaton. So if the Bengals go to 0-3, their season's not over? No, I don't think so. But I got to have him healthy at the back end. Is that, is that just one of those things like, you know, statistics and history be damned? Well, the Bengals started out 0 2, uh, what, last year or the year before? When the they... 0 3 feels a lot different than 0 2. It does. It does. But, okay, so I have him now and then I don't have him the rest of the season. So then the season is truly over. Mm. But I, once again, I'd have to ask the doctor to say, give me best case, worst case scenario. And if I rest him for a month, is he going to be better? How much better will he be? And uh, if he says yes. Yeah, Paulie. I'm so close to agreeing with you because they're at the Titans next week. You think, we can get that win with a backup quarterback. But if somehow you go in there with a backup and you blow a e- what should be, no offense, a, a, a winnable game, you're like, oh, we could have put him in and had him throw eight-yard out patterns. I know. It's very tough because I agree that you could probably sit him for the Titans game. And then you got the Cardinals, and then you host Seattle, and then you have a bye week. And, you know, we've seen the Cardinals. You know, they're a whole lot better than what we thought, certainly what I thought. Yeah, Paul. After the bye week, the Bengals are at the 49ers and host the Bills. Yeah, so he's got to be ready to go, like truly ready to go. They got a win last night, and I don't know if Joe did talk about, oh, you know, it's going to get better now. I don't know if playing in a game is going to make you – feel healthier, certainly with that injury. All right, let me take a break. We'll settle on the poll question. We are fully assembled with Fritzy back. A little bit later on, Dodger manager Dave Roberts will stop by. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, 
If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Kansas City Chiefs, New York Jets, Sunday night. At the Meadowlands. That'll be on NBC and Peacock. What's the point spread? Do we have what the Chiefs are favored by? I'm guessing double digits. How about a niner? Nine points? Eight points? Yes, Paulie. Nine and a half. Okay. All right. Bloop, bloop. Yep. All right. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. By the way, in case you're wondering, I know you are, how did uh, the uh, name Super Bowl where did the idea come from? The answer is uh, you can go back to a kid's toy that was played with by the Hunt family. Um, and it was called a Super Bowl. I loved a Super Bowl. The mystery ball with 1,000 bounces. Branded the greatest ball ever created. And uh, so they were going to call it, so instead of the Super Bowl, it'd be the Super Bowl. But Pete Rozelle, the... Uh, NFL commissioner was not big on this. He uh, was a stickler on words and grammar, and super was not his idea of a good word. Uh, he thought super was a word like neat and gee whiz. <laughs> it is. Yes. So uh, didn't love Lamar Hunt's Super Bowl nickname, and uh, I think they've eventually agreed. They were worried that it was too corny to be the name of the uh, title game. Yeah, Paulie. So the first couple were called the AFL-NFL Championship Game, officially on the screen, mm -hmm. in the press. Mm -hmm. And then they tried to get the phrase to work the World Series of Football for the first two games. It didn't catch on with the media. Mm -hmm. But then the Hunt family was using, they were calling it the Super Bowl, and it caught on with some of the media members, and they started using it casually. The players, even in interviews, said it felt great to win the Super Bowl. And it was almost like an inside joke with the, the Hunt family and the Chiefs players. Mm. And then Super Bowl, around right before uh, Super Bowl three, it started catching on, and there's nothing the leagues could do about it. Update the poll results, and then we'll get to uh, Fritzy's Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey breakup song that is going to happen at some point. Let's see if I could delay that as much as possible. <laughs> uh, let's see. 0-3 team, who still has a chance right now. Vikings still have 87% of that vote. And then we also put up most legit 3-0 and team. Uh, Dolphins, Eagles, 49ers. Right now, uh, 49ers have 50% of the vote, followed by Dolphins and Eagles, basically splitting the rest. By the way, you had the uh, tush push, the quarterback sneak that was on, on full display last night. And, uh, you know, being a standalone game, or close to being a standalone game, a lot of tension, uh, attention attached to this. I, I get it. Here's the, the one thing I don't get. I would not use my quarterback. I would not use Jalen Hurts or whoever my quarterback is, or Bryce Young, or Tua, anybody, I would bring in the, the best hands person you have. Let's say you have a tight end, and you're going to bring the tight end in, and he's going to be the guy behind center. Right? George Kittle, Goddard, uh, throw out you know, any of these tight ends. Uh, Laporta with uh, the Lions. Kelsey, maybe put him in there. But if you're going to do it, the defense already knows what's going to happen. There's no mystery with it. Now, it does take away the element of surprise if you decide not to do it, but 
for the most part, you line up in that formation. The defense knows what's going to happen. I don't worry about my uh, quarterback getting hurt since he's this, you know, probably the smallest guy on the field. And I would have a tight end or a fullback in there who would be able to move the pile a little bit better than my quarterback. Yeah, Paul. And didn't Mahomes a couple of years ago hurt an ankle on a quarterback sneak or a knee? He went down the line, and I think he got hurt, and he, it would affected him. So imagine like Patrick Mahomes. They know it's going to be that. You have Kelsey do it. Or was it Bell, the big guy on, on Kansas City? Mahomes can go over to the sidelines and talk to the offensive coordinator for 60 seconds yeah. while they're setting out the play and getting it done. It's, it's a bonus. Why hasn't anybody else mastered this, that the Eagles have taken advantage of this? I don't know if teams are – because this went in front of the competition committee. It didn't get to the owners last year, but is it going to? Because it seems like such an advantage for the Eagles that if it's, you know, fourth and one, fourth and two, and they line up like that, I don't, I don't know what their percentage is of success, but I'd say it's really, really high. Who is not in favor of the tush push Paul? Yeah. Can I give you my reason? Okay. Look, I know it's legal and everyone could do it and it's working and you know, it's, you're penalizing the Eagles for inventing this play and they've mastered it and it's working for them. However, if I'm the NFL, I don't want any plays in the game that are predictable and boring and avoid uh, interest. It's like the, when, they got, when they moved the uh, extra point back 10 yeah. yards. Yeah. Now the extra point made you watch and take a peek because it could be missed. It used to be like 99%. If you remove this play, now fourth and one at the goal line is much more interesting for all teams. You have to run it. You have to hand off. You could do a traditional quarterback sneak. You just can't have two guys pushing you, which should be illegal anyway. Yes, Heaton. But I would say that there's a certain um, like level of interest or excitement in eventually somebody's going to figure out how to stop it. And that'll be a great moment. <laughs> I don't know how you stop it. They're doing the now. They're doing the like if you dive over the yeah. pile. I don't. I don't. It feels like when the when the defense comes up with an idea, they take away that advantage. But when the offense comes up with an idea, they usually let you keep it. Marvin, what do you think? I do it until they can stop it. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Todd, I do not like it. But to me, it's the it's the purest form of my team versus your team. Like the physicality of, I got the ball, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, and let me see if you can stop it. Yeah, it's like the purest form of tough guy football. Yeah. Like, I'm here and I'm trying to push you over. Ryan Day would probably like this kind of football there. And I also, I just don't like the idea of, well, wait a minute, you guys are too good at it, so let's get rid of it. I don't, I hate that. Like, hmm. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I mean, it's football. They created something. All right. Yes, Tom. Play tug of war in the parking lot for charity on a you know off day. We don't need to see that on the field. You're pushing and pulling, and which group can <laughs> go over the line and throw the other one in the mud? I don't know. It seems like cheating a little bit. Cheating. Yeah. Cheating. Let the let the running back whoever's let the running back or the quarterback get in on their own without having guys get behind them and shove them through. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I do really like the idea though that you guys were just talking about before about if if you're not going to fake it, you know, throw in a fullback or something yeah. in there, just a big fella who this is his big moment. He's going to be the dude who gets that extra yard. Your quarterback goes off the field for 45 seconds, gets a squirt of water. You talk about the next three plays of the drive. And then you get back in there. I, I like that a lot. Hey, we got a, a, a full-time position for Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's made for this. Yeah, Paul. And Taysom Hill could even fake it. Taysom oh, Hill yeah. could act like he's going to do it. And oh, yeah. he can fake Let it. someone leak out after the 50th try. Yeah. Uh, Todd, do you have your uh, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey? I do. Song? I just added a few verses oh, at the end. Hopefully you great. Like okay. Working title, tight end of the road. Because okay. you're working title. Okay. He holds up that trophy, but I won't be his. Things started out so bubbly, now all that's left is fizz. He runs all sorts of patterns, then ran around on me. Now he's all about himself when I thought that it was we. They loved him in Kansas City until he barbecued my heart. Mm -hmm. Too late to come crawling back, learn how to finish what you start. You fumbled your big chance, I'm selling out the domes. You take way too much credit, everyone knows it's all Mahomes. <laughs> I hope you're tossing and turning and can't even sleep. Bet you're holding my letter, so read it and weep. 
You still picture me in your arms, but we've had our last cuddle. Move on with your life, 87. We've had our last huddle. You told me you loved me. Wow, that was a load. Here's your helmet and pads, Travis. It's tight end of the road. <laughs> Emotional. <laughs> Didn't Todd just do that song like a week ago? Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I did it again. Extended version. Yeah. Yeah, I added three he added, verses. He added a couple more verses there. Oh, oh, my bad. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Next week is the club. I didn't realize. I didn't quite catch the update. Club mix. Yeah. Uh, Sean in Indianapolis. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Um, I got your mascot. Um, I'm going to go deep cut Dumb and Dumber reference. And we're going we're gonna to hybrid a bulldog with a shih tzu. <laughs> All right. Classic. Thank you, Sean. Straight out of Dumb and Dumber, that one. Yeah. I love that. Crappensburg State. I love that. Get your T-shirt. Available at danpatrick.com. Tracy in Georgia. Hi, Trace. Hey, hey, Dan. How you doing? I'm thinking of transferring over to uh, Crappensburg State. I hear y'all have a really great log rolling team. Um, but I'm going to need some child care, like, for when I'm in class. So, like, y'all got some work to drop the kids off at the pool while you know, I'm doing that? Nice. All right. All right, Trace. Thank right, you. Tracy. Well done. Got a couple of references in there. You got in there. Yeah. Got to take care of the kids. Good drop, delivery. Drop them off at the pool. Uh have you followed this conspiracy theory that, uh, I guess it's a conspiracy theory, I don't know if it's uh, actual reporting, that uh, other coaches conspired to help Oregon beat Colorado? <laughs> and I went, did they really need help? Uh, Keyshawn Johnson brought this up, that uh, coaches conspired to help game plan against Colorado? If I'm Dan Lanning, I'd be offended by that. Like, I don't need any damn help. Yeah, Paul. Now, is, is, I heard this clip. Is Keyshawn saying that like the Dan Lanning may have called the first two opponents and said, hey, can you give me any tidbits? I could see coaches calling if they have friends in the industry. If you're the TCU head coach and you're friends with uh, the Oregon head coach, want a quick chit-chat? Uh, that's okay to do, right? I don't know what the etiquette is. Because that, that's not conspiring. That's, Usually coaches don't share with other coaches, unless it's a friend of yours. That's what I'm saying. If you're, Let's say Dan Lanning of Oregon was friends with the TCU head coach. Yeah, but that's not how Keyshawn Johnson is framing this. It feels like he's saying that these coaches went out of their way to help you know, game plan against Deion Sanders. I'd love Colorado. to know his background information on that. I, sometimes you don't yeah. have to. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't need any background information. Uh you know, there was the conspiracy theory that there was a bounty out for Travis Hunter by Colorado State. I haven't heard anything about that, but there was a bounty, and now you have coaches conspiring to beat uh, Colorado? I don't think you needed help. Yes, Mark? Speaking of Oregon, Colorado, there's a clip that uh, Oregon football put out. Colorado was talking all types of noise. They got what was coming to them because mm. – they were talking reckless to Oregon before the game. Whew, I can see why Dan Lanning got fired up the way he did, because now you just added, they made it personal. personal. Exactly. But they went on the logo, Colorado did. That's a tale as old as time, though. Yeah. I'm not big with that. Like, yeah. That's fine with me. They were just like, we're going to bleep, bleep, bleep. Oregon was like, really? Yeah, but okay, but Dion talks about, everybody being classless and not doing it the right way and making it personal. And then his team does it. And you know, nobody has a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. Okay. But you know, you say that this is how you win, you know, that it, they make it personal. Everything is personal. And then Oregon made it personal. Although I had problems with Dan Lanning that they're about clicks, you know, we're about wins, you know, what he did was about clicks. It got clicks. Uh, you know, they're about flash. There's no flashier team in football than Oregon. All your uniforms, all that, uh, you know, they got the, you know, the, the locker room, all that stuff. They are more glitz. They're more Hollywood than any other team is. Yes, Marv. They are the Nike school. Yes. Not a Nike school. They are, this is Phil Knight's school. Yes. This is the school. Yeah. But do you think that coaches... Now, if you're if you have somebody on the staff and you say, "Hey, by the way, what was what worked for you guys uh, when you played Colorado?" Okay. Now you can see that in the film. I don't know if you go, you know what we would do more. Uh, we would do this. If you watch the game, the fact that Oregon went for a fake punt 
in their own territory, up 13 nothing, And then I heard analysts say, well, they were rubbing it in. I'm going, it's 13 to nothing. It was a great play call. Stop them. But Dion is right. Get them now. Because this is the lowest they're going to be. And I, I truly believe that. But, you know, they got roughed up. And they're going to get roughed up a few more times because that's the reality of this. People are upset that Colorado lost or how they lost or that everybody was rooting for Oregon. I wanted to see a competitive game. Uh, a shootout would have been awesome. USC is favored by three touchdowns. Do I want them to win 49-6? to six? No. I hope it's a great game. I'm not rooting against Dion. What he's done is amazing. Is it overstated? Yes. It is. Yes. But everybody ran with this. And nobody looked at the logic of the reality of this. TCU, they beat him. That was a surprise. Nebraska, not good. Colorado State, rivalry game. You were a three-touchdown favorite. And you were a big underdog against Oregon. Okay. What's the surprise here? There is no surprise. Oregon was better. You struggled against Colorado State. You beat Nebraska. The big surprise was TCU because you had one win. You had all offseason where they had you as a 21-point underdog. And Dion used that. What he's done has been great. But I think you have to factor in. You have to have reality settle in a little bit here. Yes, he. I could be completely wrong about this, but I don't feel I don't think that that loss to Oregon affected his ability to recruit one bit. No. Not not even close. No. That just cooled off the media train. Right. That's yeah. all it did. It cooled off the the Lynn Sanity month of September. Right. Yeah, cuz if I'm a high-end player, I'm still very interested in going to play for Dion. Very interested. Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. If anything, you're going, "Hey, they need help. They're not ready to face Oregon. Uh we're going to make this team a national title contender." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Dion is going to get reinforcements coming in. Plain and simple. Yes, Marv. That 300-pound Louis luggage is coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's Louis Vuitton. Right, right. Yeah. Well, just like the Eagles, you said. Yeah. Offensive line, defensive line. That's yes. where it's won. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack you know, one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. I'm World Series champ with the Red Sox and uh, managing the Dodgers. Manager of the year, he's Dave Roberts, who uh, joins us now. Dodgers are uh, 14 and a half games ahead of Arizona in the National League West. So you get a luxury there, Dave. But I'm wondering, we see sometimes where teams who take that time off, rest players, they get into the postseason. They're not ready for postseason baseball. So if you had your druthers, if you were up by one and a half instead of 14 and a half, or you won your division by one and a half instead of 14 and a half, does that change how your team would play in the postseason? Um, you know what? I, I don't think so, Dan. I, I think that, uh, you know, I think that it, it's, I think it's one of those things that, people look at certain narratives and things, and I'm sure there's many times where teams go wire to wire and finish out well, and other times where they go wire to wire, they're gassed and they run out of steam. Um, so I, I do think that last year, I think we had six or seven days. That was uh, quite excessive. I think this year we've got five days, and we're going to try to do as much as we can to simulate. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things that we get a chance to rest uh, bullpen guys, players, and, and get them ready. But, yeah, try not to lose that, uh, that edge that we had going into uh, the postseason. How much football do you watch? So, uh, truth be told, uh, the last eight years I didn't watch any football. I'm a huge football fan. Um, but just the job, the undertaking, um, you know, it's something uh, Buddy Black was a mentor of mine, and he used to get him get under his skin when guys are watching football on Saturdays and Sundays. So I try to have base. I do have baseball on, but uh, this is the first year in, I think, 20 years that I'm back in fantasy football. So I'm uh, watching a little bit more, uh, suffice to say. Is it a team fantasy or a family fantasy league? So there's a team fantasy that the guys have. I'm in a, a family, old school friends league that I've had for Jeez, I mean, it goes back probably 30 years, and uh, Tyreek's carrying me right now. Who's your quarterback? Uh, I've got uh, Russell Wilson and Geno, um, Geno Smith. Okay. Do you, but, I'm, hey, I'm three and one, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay right now. Okay, but how do you stay away from football? Football finds you. You can't stay away for eight years. Uh, you know what? I did. I did. Um, yeah, I, I stayed away from football. Um, I, I don't know how I did it, but I'm glad I'm back. And uh, I, I, like I told you, Dan, you know, football is my first love. Yeah, I know. Uh, can you take anything away from other sports, or what do you take away from other sports that you can put into play as manager of the Dodgers? Um, you know what? I, I've had a great opportunity um, to get to know other coaches uh, from other sports. And um, I, I think the thing that we've all kind of come to agreement on is that it's hard. The job's hard, um, and we spend a lot of time pouring into players. Uh, what do I take from these guys? I think that we're sort of all in the same fraternity um, of loving coaching players. And, and I think that's something 
I wouldn't say anything that's really more tangible as far as X's and O's outside of the fact that we just love the game that we coach and uh, love teaching players. When's the last time you yelled at a player? <laughs> the last time I yelled at a player was probably uh, 2016, and it was uh, Yasiel Puig. <laughs> and I love Yasiel, but it was Puig. Yeah. What did he? Uh, he what? felt that uh, he felt that because he didn't start, uh, it was an off day, and when he was called to pinch hit, uh, he wasn't too excited about it. Wow. Sometimes, I don't know if, if, if you approach your players the way you do your children, that if I have a, my voice is lower and I'm not yelling, my message gets through a whole lot better than if I'm animated. Oh, absolutely. And that's the way I go about things uh, in general. It, it's one of those things that, you know, as a coach, you, you sometimes uh, early on, you don't understand you can't match the player's uh, sort of uh, intensity, passion, and uh, as you coach longer and longer, you learn to take a deep breath and defuse, which works better, as you said. We're talking to Dave Roberts, Dodger manager. It's Dodgers at the Rockies today. That'll be uh, first pitch, three ten Eastern. What do you remember about Deion Sanders, the baseball player? So Deion Sanders, the baseball player, I remember um, the Braves. I remember the the triple to the poolside gap um, and how quick he got to uh, third base. Um, I remember the jerry curl, the gold <laughs> chain, um, playing in a, a football game and then going and playing in a playoff baseball game. Can you remember somebody who had anywhere near that speed? No, no. I, I think the different type of speed, I remember Bo Jackson, um, but it was, you know, 230 pounds of brute strength and muscle. But Dion was different, uh, that type of uh, electricity. And, you know, I, I just don't recall a football team, um, a football player taking away half of the, half of the field like Dion did. But if, if they just played baseball, who would you think would have had a better career, Bo or Dion? If they just played baseball, I think Bo would have had a better career. I think uh, Bo's ability to really, really defend um, with the plus-plus arm and then the power, the speed, he would have been a better baseball player, no matter what Dion says. (laughs) Uh, As far as the rules this year, the pitch clock didn't turn out to be as big a deal. Uh, Would you say that's, that's fair? No, it didn't. It wasn't a big deal at all. I think that sometimes, uh, you know, players have the ability to adapt. And uh, this is just completely evident this year. And it's actually a much better game. I think Major League Baseball got it right. Uh, the pace of play, um, the, the, without the shift, and you see now plays in the six hole, you see uh, players, uh, you know, you saw the other day Mookie making great plays. Um, in that in that game against uh, the Giants, where if there was a shift, that wouldn't have happened. So you're getting to see the athleticism. Two and a half hour game is much more watchable, so it's just a better product overall. Yeah, I I, I think it um, at first I thought okay, is it going to be tougher for the hitters or the pitchers? And I I don't know. Would you say like did you have to have a meeting with pitchers more or hitters more with the pitch clock? Both. Both because, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw, for example, he works quick, doesn't affect him. But there's other guys that take uh, time in between pitches. And it is going to be interesting, uh, you know, in the postseason where I do think the buildup, the time between pitches is more as it gets late in the postseason. Um, Keep an eye on that. Uh, But the hitters also, it's like sometimes they like to step out, kind of regroup. But uh, I think now that, like I said, they've all calibrated. They stay in the box, and it's quicker. And uh, the rhythm is just much more better. It's just much better. And the stolen base is back. How do you feel about that? And the the stolen base is back, uh, which is great. The bigger bases, those uh, pizza carts, I, I think that no one notices anymore. Again, Dan, it's just a more dynamic game. That's what everyone wanted. Uh, that's what we got. You get to see great athletes. And, and I'll tell you this, is that baseball is starting to get market share with athletes. You know, in the last, you know, call it 10 to 15 uh, years, 
football, basketball have taken it, but I'm telling you, watch out. Baseball is going to start getting the market share on great athletes. I ask it every year. The Dodgers will win the World Series if? Oh, Dan. No, because you're, you're not going to get me this year. If Wait, everything the, lines up The last time you did it, you luck. won, Dave. Yeah, but no, because then you don't – I say the pitching doesn't stay healthy. The Dodgers will win if everything lines up and we play good baseball. How about that? Oh, we also got to get a little luck. Come on. Don't, don't go there, Dan. Come you on. Know, nice try, buddy. Just guarantee you know, it. You. Just guarantee it. Just say, <laughs> Right? Yeah, You're not worried right. about the Braves. You. You're not worried about the I'm Braves, you. are you? <laughs> You know who we're worried about? We're, we're worried about ourselves. Oh, I know. I know. Be careful. I'm going to ask you about Otani. Yeah, that's an off-season question. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, it's a long time before we get to that off-season uh, question. Uh, I hear you, great, great to talk to you, and uh, thanks again for joining us. All right. Take care, Dan. And don't get thrown out today, all right? No, we got we got two today in Colorado, so... Uh, if I if today today would be a good day actually <laughs> <laughs> to get thrown out of the first one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully, it dovetails into the second one. Are you allowed to leave the building? Like, could you go to dinner if you got thrown out early? I think I could. I haven't. I just uh, hang out in the office and have a couple pops. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me. Thank you, Dave. All right, Dad. That's Dave Roberts, Dodger manager. By the way, his wine, it's called Red Stitch. Got another great review by Wine Spectator and Wine Enthusiast. He never bring, he never asked me to mention that, but he has some great wines there that he's part of. Uh, yeah, get a double header and you're like, man, I think I'm going to go to dinner, sit by myself. I'll watch it on TV. Go to a nice steakhouse there in Denver. Yeah, Paulie. I was looking at Dodger attendance, three point nine million yep, this year. Yep. Oof, yep. I, that's got to be number one. Three point nine. I'm gonna check. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, Marv. Doesn't this feel like the NFC basically, where the NL is either the Dodgers or the Braves, whereas the NFC is either the Eagles or the uh, 49ers? A little bit. Like just a two-team race out there. Because I'm looking at the odds. The best World Series odds are the Braves and Dodgers, according to DraftKings. The Orioles, then the Rangers, and then the Rays. That's kind of a... Whoa! <laughs> Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! This is the Stat of the day! Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Um, okay. Best attendance, Dodgers. Right. I, you know, total attendance, yeah, Dodgers, 3.8 million in a few more games to go. Okay, so they get to 4 million. And they average maybe. about wow, 47,000 a game. Damn. That's really impressive. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, who's second Ooh. in total attendance, total number? Ooh, this is mm. lightly surprising. Well, promising team, star power. Um, uh, But that didn't... Not the Braves. I'm going to say the Seattle Mariners. Yes, Marv. I'm going to say the Padres. Bloop. Padres are second yeah. total wow. attendance. Wow. Uh, Did you yeah. see where they're going to carve that uh, that salary cap down? They need to. Yes. I think they, they want to get down to $200 million. Oh, that's it? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right, how about... Um, Who's got I, the lowest attendance? I'm going to give you a couple teams that are over $3 million. The, the Cardinals always. Yes. Braves are right there. Yep. Phillies right there. Houston's right there. Where are the Orioles? Or in the middle of the pack? Yeah, I got the Orioles at one point seven million. They're finally got a winner. Come on, Nobody's Orioles showing up. Baltimore you're better than that. Yeah. Come they, on, they only average uh, twenty three thousand a game. Come on. Okay, the worst. This is mm. got to be the easiest one of all time. The A's. The A's. <laughs> <laughs> what? And the, let's they, take the A's out of the equation. Yeah, they average ten thousand people. And, and per let's game. take them out of Oakland too. There's no way they're getting ten thousand. How about the Nationals? Nationals. Checking. I got them. They're about 23rd in attendance, 23,000 a game. Right. The Rays down toward the bottom? The Rays are bad. They're 27, 17,000 a game. Dang. And I think they're, they're trying to get a new stadium. Yeah, they're very good. Built down there. So more, 
a nicer place for people to meander around. <laughs> a nicer place for people not to go. Yeah. Uh, Miami's bad. 14,000. Mm. Kansas City's 16,000. Pittsburgh, 20,000. Okay. Pittsburgh, it's worth just going to the stadium. You stay downtown, you walk over the bridge, and that's a great environment. Pittsburgh has great stadiums in general. Yeah. They know how to do a stadium there. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh usually follows Cincinnati's lead. And uh, I'm just saying. They, they do. <laughs> oh, okay. My, my, my apologies. Yeah, I'm just saying. That was, I was just, a, it was us, me against Ohio right yeah, there. Well, clearly... okay. I'm Ryan Day. Yeah, that's the way it's yeah. always been. Everybody, you know, it's, it's oh, everybody against Ohio. <laughs> Yes, Mark. So Riverfront was first, then y- Three Rivers? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that wasn't a good idea, Pittsburgh. And then the oh, vet. good job. And the vet in even, Philadelphia. Even worse. They look like ashtrays. Up above, it's a big ashtray. Playing on a green carpet? Good work, Cincinnati. Uh, Nate in Colorado. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind today? Good morning, gentlemen. Great Tuesday show. Thank hey, you. Hey, you were asking about who could possibly replicate the Dion effect in basketball, and the only person I can come up with would be Shaq. I can't imagine he would ever consider doing it, but that would be the only person on the planet that could possibly duplicate what Dion does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaq makes too much money. He's he's not going to do that. Uh, Steph Curry? I'll just buy the university. (laughs) It's called University of Shaq. Shaq's so rich, he just goes to the mall and buys people rings and stuff and phones. I'd call it Shaq U. Shaq University U of Shaklahoma. Yeah. Shaq, Shaq U. You're welcome. <laughs> Shaq Tech. Uh, but we have Crappensburg State. Dan in Montana joins us. Hi, Dan. Hey, good morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. I'm sure. Uh, I've got, I think, your campus newspaper, which would be called The Morning Movement. <laughs> okay. Wow. And All right. I, and I. I think your mascot should be the Frappensburg State starfish. Starfish. Too far. Come on, Dan. Subtle. Subtle. We love subtle, sneaky sneaky humor. That might be the morning show on the local college station. Yeah. The morning movement? Yeah. Uh, Ryan in South Dakota. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind today? Morning, Dan. Morning, Ryan. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but uh, is there any, do you think, uh, possibility that the NFL and maybe uh, NBC and Fox are a little bit behind the whole Taylor Smith or uh, Taylor Swift announcement over the weekend? Um, if you notice that game was billed as the game of the week for Fox, and that was 41 nothing in the, I think in the late third quarter. There was no chance they were cutting away from that game for a different game. Uh, they stayed right along with it, milked it the whole way. I thought, then, I thought they did turn away from that game. Fox bailed in the second half on that. Not here they didn't. They uh, That was uh, hyped up right up till the buzzer. Oh, well, you're and lucky then, uh, then. You got all of those cutaways of Taylor Swift. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, they cut away from it for me. Yeah, me too. I'm like, Tay-Tay! And they're gone. I'm telling you, it feels like they were shooting a music video. It just does. Yes, Mark. I love Kelsey's look at Jared Payton when he oh, was recording. Man. Come on. You're wearing all this stuff, like, but you knew this could happen. Like You're going to go outside with Taylor Swift, and you're getting into a convertible. People are going to take your photo for however long you two are together, and even after that. But, I mean, if, if you're already looking side-eye at somebody taking a video of you, ooh, you're going to be Sean Penn with Madonna, and it's not going to go well. Yeah, Paulie. After seeing the effect that that had this weekend, if you were, is it Jeffrey Lurie who owns the Eagles? Does he still own them? Yeah. Would you uh, approach Taylor Swift about being part of ownership in the Eagles or another NFL franchise? From a business standpoint, you're opening a whole new, younger market for yourself. Mm. Like if you, they don't need it. The NFL? No, they don't need Taylor Swift. No, not need. I wouldn't. But like, any, I would try to trade for Travis Kelsey, and then you would have Taylor Swift oh, going to the Eagles back game. home. Yes, because she is an Eagles fan, or at least she was. Trader. Ooh, that sounds like a song. <gasps> trader. Trader. That she has to admit that she's a traitor. 
Yes, Todd. Her brother-in-law's team. That's nice. Future brother-in-law. Yeah. That works out. Yeah. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.